Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're back. Out of studio, on the road today, but it's episode 34 of season three of the Dealer Mission podcast. I'm having some call-ins today, so that's the way I formatted the episode today. I've reached out multiple ways across the social platforms to get some call-ins, see what people have to say, talk some sports. Uh, but before I get any further, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Yep, they're back in action. Listen, are you ready to make a New Year's resolution that you actually keep? Well, our friends at Manscaped have one for you. And it's proper hygiene, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you use the code TDI at manscaped.com. It's 20% off, free shipping. It's unbelievable. You know, whether it's the lawnmower 4.0 you're looking for, it's it's truly, the products are truly unbelievable. You get things groomed up. You're looking good in the bedroom. You're looking good just in general. It's just proper hygiene, folks, to keep things clean. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you know the drill. Unbelievable products, whether it's the lawnmower 4.0, whether it's the package, the platinum package, which comes with the lawnmower, the shampoo, conditioner, body wash, ball wash, deodorant, you name it. Code TDI at manscaped.com. All right, folks. Well, I've got a story for you guys to get things off before we bring in some callers, and it has to do with my junior hockey days. So I played junior hockey. Uh, once I had quit football, I joined the junior B team. And the junior B league in, in Nova Scotia, it's it's pretty, it's a gunk show. I'll, I'll put it at that. I mean, there's some good players, um, but it's it's pretty much like the mediocre uh, players who can play. Um, it, like, what is, like, I'm just trying to, you know, get a, get a good example. I mean, it's, so there's some good hockey players, there's some bad hockey players. They're fighting. It's a shit show. And so... Uh, it's my second year playing. I played when I was 18, and then my 19 year, I'd only played like a few games because I had transferred over from another school on this team. So the next year, my second year on the team, they considered me a rookie, which was bullshit. But anyway, my rookie party was an absolute gong show. And uh, what we performed that night at the at the rookie party, I don't know if it would fly these days. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll say it that, I'll, I'll put it that way. I don't know if... Uh, the things we were doing at that party would fly. And so what we did right off the get-go, we all arrived, and they boiled Colt 45 for us to chug. Um, and so the placements of the chugging contest of the Colt 45, so <laughs> we had to then go get dressed up in the bathroom. There, I think there was probably nine of us, nine rookies on the team. It was a lot of rookies, um, maybe seven. Anyway, so the leader, the winner got... Seven rolls of toilet paper, six came second, five for third. And the last place guy got one roll of toilet paper and you had to go get dressed. So everyone had to go get naked and then dress themselves with these rolls of toilet paper. Um, but if you had won the chugging the the cold 45 challenge, you had you know a decent amount of toilet paper to get covered up in anyway. Obviously a fairly degrading experience. Um, so uh, anyway, 
We then went down and did a bunch of different drinking games. Um, just cruelty, the the veterans watching the rookies uh, drink. And then we did a scavenger hunt around the small university town running in these paper towel outfits. I think actually we ended up throwing on like bathing suits, but like shirtless. And it was just obscene. But I, like, I want to know, do you have any stories about hazing or rookie hazing? Like, There's some that are very extreme and there's people that have, died during these experiences. So I'm happy that society and just even, you know, policymakers and just authority in general have really taken strides into, you know, putting a halt to some of these challenges and some of the things that just people have to, you know, go through uh, when they're a rookie or joining a team. I mean, I I can't even imagine, you know, 40, 50 years ago, what some of the rookie hazing was like. Um, But there's definitely stories out of the United States at different frat houses, different things. Uh, that initiation that they ask for initiation, it's just absolutely obnoxious, but unbelievable. I guess that's not really a great story. Uh, I kind of half-assed that, to be completely honest. But yeah, it was just a wild night. I had to get dressed in toilet paper. They did like a battleship, so you had to go up. And if you got the shot of water, you could finish. And they said there was five shots on like a shot board of like, I don't know, 50 shots. There was no water. Um, so if you try to lie and say that was water, they knew it wasn't. Um, so anyway, it, it was just a long night and, uh, the big scavenger hunt, we ended up winning it. Everyone just ended up having a good time, but, uh, just a wild night, the initiation to, uh, to junior hockey. Um, but, uh, but yeah, before we take some call-ins, I did want to talk about, obviously we've got the conference championships this weekend. We've got the NFC championship and the NFC, AFC championship and the NFC championship, AFC championship game. The line's been all over the map. Obviously we know that Patrick Mahomes is dealing with a knee or an ankle injury. Um, Joey Burrow, they're calling it Burrowhead. The, the Cincinnati Bengals are very confident. I'm riding with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'm riding with the money line. I don't know where the line's going to end up. I know a lot of money came in on, on Cincinnati when, when the, there was a lot of unknown circulating around Patrick Mahomes. But I will be on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, we'll see how that rolls out. I'm excited to watch that game. I think it's going to be a thriller. Um, I think Arahad's going to be rocking and rolling. And then in the NFC Championship game, I'm going with the Eagles. I think that this is where we see Brock Purdy struggle. Um, defensive end for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I forget his name at the current time. It is, oh gosh, what is his name? Uh, Charles Omanu. Uh, he's leading the team in sacks during the pro season. He got charged with domestic violence. I don't think that's going to keep him off the field, um, but just the mojo maybe a little bit in the in the, in the locker room. But I just think that this, this Eagles team is destined. Jalen Hurts looks really good. Um, this team is fantastic. It's going to be another great game. I think these are the four best teams in the NFL. So I'm riding Chiefs and Eagles, both one seeds, both favorites. So it's probably going to come. I mean, take that for what it's worth. You know how cold I am in the NFL. It's probably been the biggest cooler to end off a season. So we're hoping week one when we roll every single dog in the book on week one next year that we'll be on a heater. Uh, just some other quick updates out of the NFL. Nathaniel Hackett was hired by the New York Jets to be the offensive coordinator. I was a little bit surprised by this, but he was the coordinator uh, in Buffalo in 2013 and 2014. They went 6-10. and 10. He was the Jags OC when they went to the uh, when they put the Patriots with the Saxonville years and then obviously under Matt LaFleur for two years uh, with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, Nathaniel Hackett going to the New York Jets uh, and Frank Reich. Uh, this just dropped about an hour ago. Frank Reich will be hired by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think he's a good coach. Uh, obviously, unfortunate situation there in Indianapolis. But um, but Frank Reich will be heading to Carolina and uh, I guess, yeah, without further ado, let's see what uh, some of you hooligans have to say on the phone call. Greg from the Daily Intermission, how you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm good, my man. I'm good. Who's calling? Where are you from? 
Uh, my name's Max. I'm from Sydney and Cape Breton. Max, what's going on in Cape Breton today, my man? <laughs> Nothing, man. Just rainy and windy, that's all. Yeah, we got that same stuff down here uh, outside of Halifax. Listen, man, you got any sports questions for the show? Uh, what's your uh, What's your favorite part about AUS football like around here? Uh, it's a good question, man. Uh, I think I've been fairly vocal in the past about how I don't love Canadian football. I don't love the rules. I wish it was four-down football. I wish we filled the void uh, between the NFL and kind of having a firm system uh, in place. Uh, but you know what? I guess I do like uh, what? I, what do I? What do I like about um, three-down football? It's a tough question, honestly. I, uh, college football. Or- Canadian football sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not fun to follow. Um, for me personally, I played like I played those rules oh, yeah. for a long time. So, um, but you know what? I guess I'll say that uh, you know a little bit of motion, uh, more motion that's uh, you know that's allowed um, that in the CFL than it is in the NFL. I'll say the motion I, I do like at times. It can be a little disadvantage for the DBs if if there's a slot receiver just absolutely flying at full pace. Um, yeah. I, I found that uh, very easy to take advantage of especially on nine routes, like deep routes, streak route. Like if you're throwing deep to a guy and he's on a full-on sprint and the DB's not, you know, not giving enough cushion, it's just an easy completion. But I'll say the motion, but go ahead. Sorry, Max. Yeah, like I'm a a receiver myself, and I just, whenever I run a go, it's just I'm open every single time. Yeah, it's it's such an easy completion. You just got to have a guy who can can hook it up. Yeah, Um, I'm actually moving to Halifax next year. Um, I'm playing for, I just committed to university up there. Nice man. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. We'll be following along. And uh, anything else, man? So you you're dealing with a windy, rainy day in Cape Breton. But uh, any uh, any Cape Breton screaming Eagles games for you lately? Uh, I'm actually not a big hockey guy, to be honest. Uh, more football and stuff. Like I watch uh, I watch like hockey content and stuff on like TikTok and Instagram, but not really watching much of the Eagles. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they're getting rid of some guys though. They're not looking good. Well. <laughs> Ever since Drake Batherson lost, I haven't uh, or left. I haven't been uh, checking in on them too much. But uh, but listen, Max, you have a great day. I appreciate you calling in, my man. Greg Hello? from the Greg from the Daily Intermission Podcast. Who is calling in? This is Blake. How are we doing today, Blake? Man, things are going well, my man. Uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Niagara Falls, Ontario. I love it. What's going on in Niagara Falls today? Well, um, not too much. Just a snowy day. Um pondering on whether or not I should jump through a table for the Bills season. Probably not because we lost, but what can you do? Now, how close is Niagara to, to Buffalo? That's about, well, um, from where I work to the stadium is about 50 minutes. 50? Yeah. I love it. I love it. So there's a lot of Bills fans in Niagara, I can imagine. Oh, 100%. We're right across the border. I love it. I love it. Obviously, unfortunate way to go out last week, but uh, you have any questions for the for the show? Uh yeah, a few. Now, uh, Greg, you're the one that are that's usually answering the uh, uh, guess the athletes, eh? Everyone, yeah, from yeah, typically. Alrighty. Now, I, now I do want to question you for this. Sure. Who's your favorite aerobic athlete? Wow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I don't know if I can confirm or deny if I know exactly what you're talking about. But um, oh, now, okay. you know, now you know what? It, gosh, I don't know if I can if I can go into this in depth. But uh, you know, she's Who's old. Your favorite one to guess then. 
my favorite one to get. Well, we'll we'll throw Lisa Ann in the mix. She's a legend. Uh, she's a legend of the game. You know, I respect her talents. Um, and so I, I didn't want to leave you empty-handed, but yeah, she was uh, she was a she was prime time uh, when I was growing up. One hundred percent, fantastic. Um, another thing, you guys big uh, Jays fans? What do you guys think of the offseason moves? Uh, yeah, I'm more of a Red Sox guy, but I do follow the Jays quite closely because that's most of the that's that's what's dominated here in uh, in Canada, obviously. Demo, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're exactly right. So I think they've done a good job, man. Um, you know, I you know what? I'll, I'll tell you right now. I really like Kevin Kiermaier. Uh, he's a guy that just seems like he's ready to rock and roll every night. He's got kind of that sandpaper grittiness to him. It seems like he'll drag the team into some ball games if it, if the, if the energy is, is low. I like Kevin Kiermaier. I like that pickup. Uh, you can move George Springer now around now. He doesn't have to be an everyday center fielder. But I, I do like what I've seen from the Jays. Obviously, their rotation is going to be electric now. Um, so I think they're going to have a fantastic season. I think they're going to be, you know, a top five favorite to win the World Series. So I, I think they've done a lot of good things. Now, I'm hoping that the addition of Varsho will help, but do you think we had to get rid of Moreno in that trade, or could we have just done a Guriel for Varsho swap? Because they said they weren't interested in just Moreno. Yeah, unfortunately. But you know what? It, it, they've got a lot of catchers. And um, I think yeah. that he was disposable. So obviously he's a you know extremely highly highly tied prospect, and um, it's unfortunate they had to get rid of him. But yeah, you know what? I I, I don't know enough about uh, that. You know the the entirety of the Jays prospect pool. I know um, it's uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate to to see him go, but I think they're going to be just fine moving forward. One hundred percent. I I hope uh, Bassett will do well and. Uh... It's a make or break year for Burrios, one hundred percent. Yes, maybe get maybe a little bit more consistency would be uh, nice to see out of that guy. That'd be quite nice. I would, uh, I would guess. And um, since you said you're a Sox fan, what do you think of the Mondesi pickup? I mean, honestly, man, I haven't been too fond of, of everything that's going on with the new Red Sox management. And, um, you know, obviously even, you know, dating back to getting rid of Mookie and, and now Xander moving on. Uh, I was praying yeah. that Devers signed long-term, but we'll see, man. I, I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people are bullish in the baseball world about the Red Sox kind of having a better year. Chris Sale's very optimistic that he's going to be feeling better this year. But in the totality of the Red Sox organization, I think that they're not quite going to be on the Yankees and Jays level this year. You know, hear me out. I think the Orioles kind of had a, not a fluke year, but I don't think they'll do as well this year. Um, I think they'll either finish third or fourth, but I'm not sure if they'll do better or worse than what they did last year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with you. Uh, but listen, my man, I appreciate you calling in, and, and uh, we'll do it again down the road. Thank you, man. 100%. Have a wonderful rest of your night, eh? You too, man. Take care. It is Greg from the Daily Intermission. Not too much. Who's calling, and where are you calling from? Hey, it's, uh, it's Kevo calling out of uh, Connecticut here. I uh, wanted to talk to you a little bit about some of these shakeups happening in uh, the USC right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what uh, what do you want to talk about? I mean, you want to talk about the uh, the weight class jumps going on, or some of the upcoming fights? What uh, what are you looking at? I mean, you know, uh, being out of Connecticut, Glover Teixeira is the pride of Danbury, and 
it's just a shame. You know, you see him coming down. Uh, he's retiring now, and there's just a lot happening. I mean, they're saying Alex Pereira might jump up to light heavyweight. Yeah. What do you think about this? Uh, I think Pereira is, is maybe, you know, the scariest fighter in the UFC right now. Um, you know, obviously beating Israel Adesanya for the first time in the UFC, third time out of their last three fights, uh, a scary individual. And I think that he'll be able to pop up to that weight class and do just fine. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see for sure, but he, he's a scary one. And then we got Jones and, and, uh, gone just around the corner. I mean, there's, uh, there's some exciting Volkanovsky and Islam. I mean, there's some serious fights on the, uh, on the forefront of the UFC where a lot, a lot, uh, a lot to look forward to. Now I lost my bag and a half that non Glover last Saturday. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I think, I think coming back, you know, I'm hoping to make it up coming into this weekend with the championship conference games in the NFL slated. But, I mean, we'll see what happens, you know. Who's your dog on this uh, this Chiefs game? Who who do I like on the Chiefs game? Yeah. Oh, I like the, I like the Chiefs over the Bengals. Um, I, I'm, take, I'm rolling with the Chiefs. Uh, I like Patrick Mahomes. I think that he is the best player in the NFL. Uh, I think Travis Kelsey's been phenomenal. He's near unguardable. I know the Bengals' defense looked phenomenal against Buffalo. Uh, I think that this Kansas City offense is just a step above what they faced in Buffalo. And yeah, I'm going to ride with the home team at Arrowhead, uh, and uh, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm I'm riding Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And no, but what what about all the receivers on on Cincinnati? And do you think that Kansas City's defense is solid enough to stop them? Well, that's, that's gonna, for sure. It's going to be the big question. Uh, I know they've had a lot of young, the the Chiefs have some young cornerbacks that uh, will be tested. Obviously, uh, T. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase are, are two of the best young receivers in the league, and Tyler Boyd's always a, a mismatch. And Hayden Hurst has been uh, phenomenal. And you know the way they attack the Buffalo Bills, it'll be interesting to see if they go with the same tactic and kind of that balanced look. Um, and Joe Mixon's been phenomenal too. Don't get me wrong; the Bengals are, are you know, they're full of firepower as well. Uh, but I think that the Kansas City Chiefs uh, will be able to answer it. I think Frank Clark will be, uh, you know, mixing it up, making things tough. I think they'll get a little bit more pressure than Buffalo was uh, was able to generate. And and uh, I'm riding Cincinnati. I'm riding Kansas City, my man. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping Kansas City takes it home. What are you thinking in the NFC though? I'm going to ride the Eagles. I like what I've seen out of Jalen Hurts. Um, I think that Brock Purdy is going to be tested once again. Obviously, he's coming off maybe his biggest win through his run here uh, through the past seven, eight games. Uh, the competition wasn't extremely high through those seven, eight games. Uh, they couldn't get the run game going last week. So if, if uh, Philadelphia can address that, really stuff the box and make sure Christian McCaffrey's taken care of, these corners on the Eagles with Bradbury and Darius Slay, I think that they can ball out. I think it's going to be very difficult for this San Francisco 49ers to put up a lot of points. And I think that this Philadelphia Eagles team will be, you know, the best matchup that this San Francisco defense Wait, has seen. you think that the Niners were not challenged? That is, Greg, that's a hot take, man. I don't think that they've been... You're, you're, hey, sorry, go ahead. They, they went all the way up against, I mean, our... Seattle's a cupcake team. I'll give you that. Yep. But these Cowboys, they are proven this season. What was the record they lost? Like, what, four games? 
Yeah, their defense was phenomenal. Uh, I think Dak, I mean, they had every opportunity to win that football game. Uh, turnover in the red zone. Obviously, Dalton Schultz uh, not getting a foot down. I think they, you know, they kind of blew up in their face. I think they could have won that football game. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, I mean, I don't think that the uh, the 49ers have really, I mean, Brock Purdy, don't get me wrong, he's looked good, but, you know, there's a lot of things going for him in that offense. Shanahan's a phenomenal offensive coordinator. He's got a ton of weapons around him. Um, but, uh, you know, just looking at the teams that he's beaten, you tell me which ones jump off the page. Tampa Bay, Seattle, Washington, Las Vegas, Arizona, Seattle, Dallas. I mean, Vegas. Vegas is tough, man. But, I mean, now. I, what, what do you think about Purdy going into next season? He's, still, he's looked unreal so far, right? But I don't think he's looked that. I don't think he's looked that unreal, man. I think he throws muffins. He's got air under his ball. I think that he's been safe with the football. I think he's been efficient. Um, but I don't think that he's like a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. Really? Yeah. Craig, with the hot takes. <laughs> Yeah, man. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but listen, my man, it's been a pleasure chatting. We'll do it again soon. And uh, and listen, have a fantastic day. How we doing? It's Greg from the Daily Intermission. What's going on today? Dude, what's going on, Greg? This is Eddie. Eddie, how you doing? Where are you calling from? Dude, Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. I love it, Eddie. What's going on today, my man? What you got for me? I got two questions for you. That's cool. Absolutely, man. Fire away. All right, dude. So a couple weeks ago on your live, you were uh, you were having the audience guess the athlete, and you were holding up uh, like cards, uh, you know, cards that you had. Yep. So my question to you is, what what's your favorite card that you have? Oh, it's a good question. Uh, you know what? I don't know if I've got too many you know crazy valuable cards. Uh, to be honest, Eddie, good stories. You know, my buddies and I when we used to come home from university. Um, a small coffee shop here in, in Canada. It's called Tim Hortons. I shouldn't say small. It's an absolute mammoth coffee shop. It's a coffee train here in Canada. And they give out hockey cards come Christmas time. So we used to buy hockey cards and have a big opening. But I would say my favorite card I have right now, Eddie, is is, uh, is, is a kid from my my hometown, Drake Batherson. He's, he's a friend of the show. Play a lot of golf with him in the summer. Grew up with him. And I've got his rookie card. And that's probably, you know, it's actually in the backdrop uh, on the daily intermission, you know, in the, in the studio. So I would say my rookie Drake Batherson card the one that means the most to me oh yeah that's cool and then uh next and lastly um so right now the the, the ten dollars to 10k challenge is going on kind of trending which is i think awesome yep but every now and again i like to personally put the i like to put the lottery bets in where i'll you know i try and predict like the big four rather if it's like you know football basketball hockey uh nba whatever you know yep the future's in um so if you had to Let's let's say we were starting right now, and you had to go Masters winner, Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, World Series. What's your parlay? I love it, dude. You know what? We might have to make one up here, or we're going to have to get a group chat going in the chalkboard to go with it. Uh, my Masters winner is going to be Northern Irishman Roy McIlroy. Obviously, he's been knocking at the door. He doesn't have one. He needs it for the Grand Slam. He's done so much for the game of golf. He's just he's stuck to his guns and been you know such a poster boy for the PGA Tour. I love what Rory's done. Obviously, his game's trending in a in a in a great direction. So I'm going to go Rory at the Masters for the Stanley Cup. I'm going to stick to my guns. I've been saying it for, since preseason. I'm going to go with Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. They've looked better as of late. I like the Edmonton Oilers. I think they've got a much easier route in the Western Conference than all those teams do uh, in the Eastern Conference. You know, you look at Boston, Tampa, uh, Carolina, Toronto. I mean. 
that there's just so many good teams in the Eastern Conference. I think that there's fewer in the Western Conference. So I'm going to go with Edmonton to win the Cup. Uh, NBA, NBA championship. I'm going to stay a little biased and I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. I think they're all around. They've got the best team. Hopefully they can bolster their front court with a guy like Jakob Portal come deadline time. I like the Celtics. Uh, and then in terms of the World Series, I'll go with the chalky one. I'll go with the New York Mets. I think that uh, Steve Cohen has done a great job spending money. They're going to be paying out the ass in luxury tax. But I'll go Celtics, Mets, Roy McIlroy, and Edmonton Oilers. Dude, I love that, man. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's get it going on the chalkboard, dude. Well, let's get that fired up. Let's get right. people send their predictions, gonna, get the parlays going. For sure. I've been a fan for a long time, dude. Your sports knowledge is out of this world. Listen, man, I really appreciate you following along, Eddie. And uh, listen, we'll catch up soon, my man. I'll see you in the chalkboard, and I'll catch you next time. For sure, man. Thanks. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. It's the Daily Mission. Who's calling? Where are you from? My name is Drew. I am from Seattle, Washington, and go to school in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. I love it, my man. I love it. What's going on? Are you in Wisconsin or Washington right now? Wisconsin, currently. I love it, man. You, what school do you go to? I go to Marion University. I play soccer there, so Division three athlete. I love it, man. A little D3 soccer action. You're not one of those guys who lays on the field every time he gets touched, are you? Oh, no. I hate that we have that reputation because I've never done that in my life, and it just makes us look bad. Okay. Okay. I like it, man. What do you got for me? Well, I could go a few different directions. I was going to ask, do you follow the Premier League at all? Uh, to be completely honest with you, I do not follow the Premier League, but just from osmosis and being in the sports world and sports social media a bunch, I can I can I know Holland is is has been on a huge tear and and uh, I like Man U, but I mean in terms of you know in comparison to how much I follow the other sports, it would be embarrassing to say the least how much I know about the Premier League. Alrighty, and then the next thing, I'll go um, more up your alley. What sure. do you think of the Seattle Kraken this year? Well, the Seattle Kraken have probably been the the biggest surprise in, in the National Hockey League this year. Um, you know what a what a phenomenal story. Um, I'm not sure. Do they sit at the top of the Pacific, if not in second of the Pacific right now, and have just been just buzzing on all cylinders? I mean, this Maddie Beniers kid uh, has been just phenomenal. Will probably be the rookie of the year, and um, you know, phenomenal goaltending from a guy like Martin Jones, who they thought might have been their third string uh, behind Grubauer and Dreger to start the season. But no, they've been a great story, man. I'm really happy for the Seattle Kraken. I'm not sure, you know, how much noise they can come make come uh, April, May, and June, but. I mean, seriously, have made some some great strides, um, and uh, you know, Ron Francis and, and Hextall there have are doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, and then uh, what about the Ellie Tolvanen acquisition from the Preds? The Preds are shaking their heads for sure. Um, you know, waving a first round pick, and then obviously hit to him and, and you know go to Seattle and, and start lighting it up is it's definitely uh, you know you, you shake your head. Uh, and the Predators are upset about it. There's no question. There's definitely some questions being asked from the owner there in terms of uh, to management. Like, what the, what the heck were we thinking? Yeah, for sure. Um, last thing. Who you got for the playoffs? I don't know if you talked about that yet on today's episode, but who you got NFL playoffs? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's a popular question. I'm riding both number one seeds. I like the Chiefs and I like the Eagles. Um, I know that it's probably going to be uh, a cold take. I know a lot of people are on uh, the Bengals and 49ers, but 
Uh, I like uh, both stadiums. I think uh, Arrowhead and the Link are going to be just buzzing. I love Jalen Hurts. I love Patrick Mahomes, and I think they out-quarterback Joe Burrow and Brock Purdy come Sunday. All right, man. Thank you so much for having me. Um, huge fan of the Guess the Athlete TikToks, by the way. Me and my buddies do that all the time, so credit you to that. The Archer, Jack Archer. How we doing, fella? Greg, I'm doing good. How are you? Well, listen, man, I'm just doing some reading here, and I'm I'm hearing rumors that Anthony Kim might be going to the Live Tour. You hearing who? Anthony Kim, AK. He was a he was an American guy. He was probably prominent on the tour in like 2010. He won a couple events. Then he ended up like he wore this huge belt buckle. Like anyway, he was a Nike guy, and he just fell off the map. He was gambling. I don't know what happened to him, but anyway, I guess Liv's talking to him. He might be making a a rebound. But nevertheless, buddy, how are you making out? You know what? You just scared the heck out of me because I thought you said Tom Kim at first, and uh, that would be bad for the PGA Tour to say the least. That would be horrible news. No, Anthony Kim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but listen, well, man, what's going on? You know why I'm talking that? I said, well, listen, what's going on? Talk to me. Well, it is Tory week. I think you know why I'm why I'm wanting to call and chop it up is to talk some golf. So um, you've been tuning in at all? Absolutely, my man. I've actually watched two days of solid kind of consumption, to be honest with you. Obviously, that north course, to be completely honest with you, Arch, I'm not a huge fan of this split course action, and we get, a, obviously, a huge taste of it at the American Express when they're playing three different courses. And then the two different courses, it just it, it's a struggle for me. Um, the weather plays such a, a factor because, you know, one day, I think yesterday, the calm conditions on the north course, today the wind picked up a little bit. But, um, yeah, man, I've been watching. Obviously, John Rahm, huge rebound. He's back in the mix. Uh, a lot of good names in the mix. Morikawa, JT, J-Day, obviously a great pick. So, happy about it. Yeah, man. I was I was just about to say the same thing. I, the north and the south course thing. I mean, it's Torrey Pines. It's like it's pretty iconic, obviously. Yep. But I'm, gl- I'm glad they do this stuff in January when it's not August, getting into the playoffs, major season and stuff. I'm glad they do the split courses or the three-day cuts, you know, in January and not later on. Um, but, yeah, I'm... I was saying yesterday, I thought Ron was human, and here here he comes today, and he's what a five under. Yeah, now he's top twenty. Yeah, he, he I like I think that he'll he'll be sniffing around to say the least. I think he gets he throws his name in the hat. I bet you he puts together a nice round tomorrow, um, and then uh, and then it's so weird for me to say that on Saturday, which obviously we we understand how much the NFL has. They just have all the power. They've moved a PGA event from when from, to Wednesday because of the the football. It's unbelievable. But yeah, I think Rom gets in the mix, man. And it's that was something crazy too. And I was sniffing around some lines to that, and I saw that he basically had even odds to finish top five. And I I know you mentioned it too. He proposed to his wife at Tory Pines, but it's just crazy. It's so tough to finish top five in golf. This guy just seems pretty unstoppable right now. It's unreal, man. Yeah, and his first win here as well was at Torrey yep. Pines. He won the U.S. Open here. It, it seems like he'll he'll probably find a way to win. I might I might hop on live odds for for to be honest with you. Uh, I don't hate that at all. Yeah, I might hop on live odds for John Rom. I mean, come on now, two more days at the South Course where he's dominated and has so much good feel yep. and um, you know one of the better rounds today. I mean, he was even par through like his first six, seven holes. Like I was watching, and then you know I went down to get some content. Um, but uh, but listen, what was I going to say here? 
Um, shoot. Anyway, I forgot. Oh, I so listen. We. Oh, I, uh, got, I got stuff. So okay, this, go this ahead. stuff is so. This stuff is so tough to you know predict because like, I, I obviously listen to DB and Score Junkies and and listen to what those guys have to say and it's like you you look through the history of like the 2022 farmers insurance 2021 you see the guys course history here and how they fare and you know obviously the rough at Torrey is tough to get out of it's pretty windy you can't predict with what course they're playing but will Valatoris had such a good history at this place and i think he missed the cut this week by a stroke um which i was really close to taking him and it that was a shocking one for me um like i, I know i know you've been behind uh Sigala. Um, probably getting a win this year, which I'm totally behind. And, and he's such a solid player, too. Um, my buddy was, was talking to me the other day saying he's basically Sung JM 2.0 because he's, they're both such solid players and they're basically auto top 20s. Um, so those, those are two things I've kind of taken out. I, I like to see Jay Day playing good as well. Um, Homa, Homa could be a good live pick. He's probably close to at the top of the live odds right now. Um, yep. But yeah, I don't hate the wrong live. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that as soon as this calls over. Sprinkle a little cash on on Rom live, um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tagal is right in the mix. Uh, he'll close one out here soon. Willie, I'm not taking Willie until I see some like serious form from him. Obviously, we saw him yep. last year during the playoffs have to leave due to the back injury, and um, until he shows me a little bit of form, which I hope is soon, because he might be a sneaky guy to take in a major. Um, you know, he was sniffing. He was at the doorstep. Uh, he was at the doorstep a few times last year. I know at Augusta. He loves Augusta. It's funny. You get these guys that are like, you know, pretty average putters, if not poor putters on the PGA Tour. And then they go to Augusta and it's like they just figure out those greens. They're comfortable on those greens. And it seems like Willie Zalatoris is one of those guys who he can't normally putt, but then he can at Augusta. Corey Connors is another guy. He's not normally a good putter, but then he gets to Augusta and he just feels comfortable around those things. Well, another another good putter that's really come on the scene is Taylor Montgomery. Oh my god, man! What a I was actually I was chatting with DB earlier. We did some drafts um, and some guess the golfers. Which DB, if you're listening to this, was terrible. Um, I nearly swept him uh, on the guess the golfer. Uh, got Tyrell Hatton, got <laughs> Davis Riley. I was putting a beat down on him, and I gave him some layups. I gave him Max Homa, Brooke Henderson, and he couldn't get them. 30 seconds to guess the golfer. Anyway, that's Daniel um, from the Tour Junkies, if he's listening, which there's just no shot he is. Um, But, um, but no... But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's going to be an exciting, you know, obviously finish the PGA Tour. But Will Zalatoris is a guy. But Taylor Montgomery, like I said, so listen, I was looking at the leaderboard here at the Farmers Insurance Open, and there's just so many names that I'd never heard of, and it's all these like these this yep. uh, uh, Brent uh, is it Brent? Um, shoot. So uh, anyway, there's a, there was like three or four names yesterday. I think they all kind of came back uh, down to uh, kind of, but it was there are just a bunch of these corn foyer rookies that were lighting it up yesterday. They all had kind of tough days today, but um, that's something that I don't follow too closely. Is like the top twenty five out of the corn foyer, but Taylor Montgomery obviously is one of them, and he's playing lights out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love the the Zally major pick because he what was he finished went to the playoffs at the PGA. Yep second at the Masters was that a couple of years ago yep um he's, he's really in the U.S. Open too he's really always in the mix um but something that's scaring me too is uh in our little one and done pool I have a bad feeling that there's going to be about 40 entries on Cam Smith for the Masters so 
might have to save Rom for that. We'll have to see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, majors are going to be interesting with that. You can live guys because I, you know, Joaquin Neiman uses him as another low key name that plays well at the Masters too. So I like those two guys for the one and done pool for talking majors. No, for sure. I think uh, I'll I'll be I'll be taking a protest and just just not taking a live guy during, during this season. Um, just just before I let you go, Arch, just before we you know kind of move and groove, what did you think about the whole Rory Patrick Reed situation? I think Patrick Reed is maybe the biggest clown in sports. I mean, it's even like when he's so irrelevant. The Live Tour, in my opinion, in the golf world, obviously the PJ Tour is running right along. The diehards are following along. The Live Tour really hasn't won't start for a few for a few more weeks. And this guy throws a tee. It doesn't. It wasn't a thrown tee, but just the fact that he served Rory a subpoena on Christmas Eve and then tried to come up and say hi to him. Uh, what do you think about the whole Rory and and uh, Patrick Reed situation? In there and sub to the YouTube. Those are two musts uh, for for the daily intermission. But um, I mentioned this in the chalkboard the other day. Like I am from. Minneapolis, basically, where the Ryder Cup was played in 2016. So I went to a couple of those rounds at the Ryder Cup when Patrick Reed was lighting it up at Jordan Spieth. Yep. And and on the last day, Patrick Reed and Rory McIlroy had a one v one. One of my favorite golf moments of all time when Rory McIlroy hits this bomb of a putt and just starts celebrating like crazy, and then Patrick Reed hits this like 20 footer right back and gives him the Dikembe Mutombo finger wag, and then they both like. <laughs> They both tap up and they both like knuckle each other and, and yeah. they're both having a good time because it's just for the love of the game. And now ever since that Ryder Cup, I feel like Patrick Reed's just like kind of fallen off a little bit. And I mean, he's a, he's a good player, but it's like at the end of the day, if you had to guess a bunch of guys that would go to the lift tour, I mean, he's one of them. You're going to throw Bryson in there just because of what kind of people they are off the course yeah. um, from what we can see, at least on the outside. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's a shame because I thought I thought they were they were kind of cool with each other, and it's just another reason why he's in the headlines right now, and a lot of the live guys aren't. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Kind of think it's a shame, but at the end of the day, it's not. They were throwing punches at each other. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Augusta is going to be full of content. There's no questions about it. I mean, you know, at the dinner, something's going to happen with Sergio and Phil and and Patrick and Bubba. You know, there's going to be some words had and. And uh, and then I even too I can't wait for the February fifteenth launch of the Netflix series uh, with the uh, full swing. I know uh, there'll be some fun content and memes come out of that as well. Full swing is going to be really crazy because like there aren't many golf like I've really started to become a PGA Tour fan these last couple of years here, and obviously I follow along, but I don't think there's ever been a more dramatic year than last year. And for the fact that they cover, you know, all of the live stuff and what's going on behind the scenes is going to be really cool for people like us to see just to know what was going on compared to what we thought about it and what we were assuming was happening absolutely absolutely well listen arch we'll do it again man i appreciate you calling in and uh you know you're the captain of the squad so i appreciate you man <laughs> yeah appreciate you having me on greg we'll do this again hopefully again closer to the masters because this is this is a lot of fun so let's definitely do it again 100 percent, buddy Thanks, bud.